Part One. Chapter One. I had reached the age of six hundred and fifty miles. Beyond the door, the guildsmen were assembling for the ceremony in which I would be admitted as a guild apprentice. It was a moment of excitement and apprehension, a concentration into a few minutes of all that my life had been until then. My father was a guildsman, and I had always seen his life from a certain remove. I regarded it as an enthralling existence, charged with purpose, ceremony, and responsibility. He told me nothing of his life or work, but his uniform, his vague manner, and his frequent absences from the city hinted at a preoccupation with matters of utmost importance. Within a few minutes, the way would be open for me to join that life. It was an honour and a dawning of responsibility, and no boy who had grown up inside the confining walls of the crash could fail to respond to the thrill of this major step. The crash itself was a small building at the very south of the city, except by way of a door which was normally locked, and the only opportunities for exercise existed in the small gymnasium and a tiny open space, bounded on all four sides by the high walls of the crash buildings. Like the other children, I had been placed in the charge of the crash administrators soon after my birth, and knew no other world. I had no memories of my mother; she had left the city soon after my birth. It had been a dull but not unhappy experience. I had made some good friends, and one of them, a boy a few miles older than me, called Gelman Jace, had become an apprentice guildsman a short time before me. I was looking forward to seeing Jace again. I had seen him once since his coming of age, when he returned briefly to the crash, and already he had adopted the slightly preoccupied manner of the guildsman, and I had learned nothing from him. Now that I too was about to become an apprentice, I felt that he would have much to tell me. The administrator returned to the anteroom in which I was standing. "They're ready," he said. "Can you remember what you have to do?" "Yes." "Good luck." I discovered that I was trembling and the palms of my hands were moist. The administrator who had brought me from the crash that morning grinned at me in sympathy. He thought he understood the ordeal I was suffering, but he knew literally only half of it. After the guild ceremony, there was more in store for me. My father had told me that he had arranged a marriage for me. I had taken the news calmly because I knew that guildsmen were expected to marry early, and I already knew the chosen girl. She was Victoria Leroux, and she and I had grown up together in the crash. I had not had much to do with her. There were not many girls in the crash, and they tended to keep together in a tight-knit group. But we were less than strangers. Even so, the notion of being married was a new one, and I had not had much time to prepare myself mentally for it. The administrator glanced up at the clock. Okay, Helwold, it's time. We shook hands briefly, and he opened the door. He walked into the hall, leaving the door open. 
Through it, I could see several of the guildmen standing on the main floor. The ceiling lights were on. The administrator stopped just beyond the door and turned to address the platform. My Lord Navigator, I seek audience. Identify yourself. A distant voice, and from where I was standing in the anteroom I could not see the speaker. I am Domestic Administrator Brooke. At the command of my Chief Administrator, I have summoned one Hellward man, who seeks apprenticeship in a guild of the First Order. I recognise you, Brooke. You may admit the apprentice. Brooke turned and faced me, and as he had earlier rehearsed me, I stepped forward into the hall. In the centre of the floor, a small podium had been placed, and I walked over and took up position behind.